I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 Show. From Cozzy Lives to Platy Jubes. Are we going overboard with the abbreviations these days? More on that on the way. Here's the police on 11 to 1. The police. Sinead Brazel here with you on 11 to 1. I hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch 086 1800 658. Veronica Brennan in Kells. Yeah, I'm talking about you. It's your birthday today. Want to wish you a very happy birthday that's coming in with lots of love from Mina and Erin. And they were so determined to get that message into you that they sent it on both WhatsApp and text. Okay, so they really want you to know that they are thinking of you today. So hope you're having a fantastic birthday. I am in great form today because we had a wonderful weekend. I did it. I got out of the bed at 3am on Saturday morning. The crease was still on my face, you know, from the pillow and probably it's still a little bit of drill on my face as well as I made it in here. Chris Murray was like looking so dapper and lovely. He's clearly, you know, used to getting up at three in the morning. I looked like I was dragged out of the bed and came in here which is exactly what happened but uh, it was brilliant it was really really brilliant after I kind of woke up a bit uh, we got things going great songs and a great chat from all of you that were out and about doing the walks you got in touch and it was such a lovely lovely feel good vibe it really really was and uh, fair play to James McAlarney as well our James was out in Laytown, capturing all the action from there. And we even caught up with Fionn from Fionn's Friday Floor Filler song. He was very fresh as well. He was out in Laytown too. And also Rory O'Connor, Rory Stories, had a brilliant chat with Rory just about everything really like about kind of what's going on with him uh, he's got a great new series by the way it's going to be coming out on RTE very very soon Gaelic in the Joy he goes to Mount Joy Jail and plays Gaelic football has a big Gaelic football match but also kind of really gets an insight into life behind bars and you know one on one kind of time with the prisoners all this sort of stuff it's going to be really really different television so we were chatting to him about that but also chatting about the importance of opening up and talking and that's what a lot of people who joined us on on Saturday morning were chatting about as well because that's what darkness into light is all about and thanks be to God the weather gods were shining on us because that sun oh just made such an appearance it really did and it was just lovely I was wired afterwards because I was thinking Chris says are you going home to bed now this is like six o'clock and I said 
no, I'm, I'm so alert. Let's go for a run. <laughs> so alert I was. But I did go home and sort of tried to simmer down and relax for a while. But I think I was pretty much up for the rest of the day and ready for action. But it was pure magic, pure magic. And so many people raised huge funds for Pieta House. We will get a number on the target reached uh, for this year. I don't have that just to hand just yet. I'd say it's all been tallied up at this stage. But it was fantastic. And uh, Tom, Tom McAvoy from Pieta House, fundraising advocate for them, he came on and he was very emotional. He was very overwhelmed with the response this year as well. And he was just thrilled that people have taken this charity event to heart and that they really embrace it every single year. So it was brilliant. But from sunrise to rain. Oh my God. The rain out there. Oh look, there's only one thing to do. Adele set fire to the rain. Perfect song for the day that's in it today. Now, Ireland's fittest family is back. You might remember the brilliant Nugents. Oh, they were fantastic. From Drogheda, County Lade. They won... Ireland's Fittest Family last year and now it's in its 11th series so they are on the lookout for families who think they have what it takes to take on this immense challenge so it's really now extreme fitness okay and there's a 15,000 euro cash prize up for grabs but really it's all about the you know being crowned Ireland's Fittest Family so if you have uh, what it takes you can sign up now so there's a little bit of a minimum requirements to take part so a minimum of one parent or step parent and one child aged 14 and one male or one female on your team comprised of four family members. So you can fight over who wants to be on it. A team can be made up of four immediate family members as well. Uh, and you can put in like cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents, that kind of thing. Uh, but all teams must have at least one male or one female. The minimum age is 14 years old by the 27th of June this year. And the series is going to be filmed between July and September. So they'll be required for four days filming on location. So if you want details, check out lmfm.ie, by the way. We have all the details directly there. And you can go straight to Animo TV to submit your uh, application there. Uh, but yeah, looks like, uh, you know, a great thing to do maybe as a family. Bring us all closer together. I don't know. wouldn't bring my family closer together it would definitely bring us tear us apart I mean the competition first of all would just be rife between us never mind the other families and then if somebody did anything wrong you'd just be berated so needless to say my family would not be entering this unless you wanted to be for Ireland's most argumentative family then probably we win yeah but if you have what it takes you can find out all the details on lmfm.ie I have teamed up with Bus Aaron all of this week. I want to give you €200, Euro, one for all voucher. Think of all the things you could buy with that. I'm going to give you all the details next. The 11 to 1 show. I have something nice to cheer you up on a dreary Monday. I do. A nice €200, Euro, one for all voucher. All of the clothes that I would buy with that. Just spend, spend, spend on yourself as well. All this week I've teamed up with Bus Erin. Did you know that as part of the TFI network, Bus Erin are providing more frequent services on their 101 and 101X routes. They run daily from Drogheda via Balbriggan to Dublin Airport and Dublin City Centre. To celebrate all of this, you have the chance to win a €200 one-for-all voucher every day this week. Every day? Yes. And all you have to do is tell me where are we travelling to on the 101X today? So here's my clue. 
Now, we've left Drogheda. We haven't been on the bus too long. We're heading towards Balbriggan, kind of halfway, right, between Drogheda and Balbriggan. But there seems to be a lot of soldiers around here. It's a base camp. The soldiers are training. I missed the sign on the way in, but I think it begins with a G. So whereabouts have we stopped off? Okay, so it's between Drogheda and Balbriggan. A lot of soldiers around here. It's a base camp. They're kind of training there on the on the camp. I missed the sign on the way in, but it begins with a G. If you think you know where we've stopped off on the 101X, let me know. 086-1800-658 on WhatsApp and text. Don't forget you can hold down and leave me a voice note. I love getting voice notes. And I can play it out and you can be famous on the radio. So get those in. We're going to give that €200 Euro voucher away towards the end of the show. 086-1800-658. Ed Sheeran, eyes closed. Could you imagine a world where that man would not be making music? I don't want to imagine it. And thanks be to God, that's not going to happen because he did say he would quit music if his trial, he was uh, cleared of so-called copying in inverted commas. Marvin Gaye's classic song, Let's Get It On. Uh, Jury ruled independently that Ed had created his own song, Thinking Out Loud. But he had said he would quit music if the trial had gone the other way. So thanks be to God, that did not happen. Now, uh, on May 19th, uh, it's World Inflammatory Bowel Disease Day or IBS Day. And many of us might be familiar with the different you know, conditions like Crohn's, colitis disease, that kind of thing. But apparently two in five of us would fail to take immediate action if we noticed any different symptoms when it comes to digestive issues. Very, very concerning. We're going to be talking about this uh, shortly in a little while with Ruth Nugent. She's from Gormanstown and she's going to be chatting a little bit about her Crohn's disease experience, but also encouraging us to be very, very aware of different changes in the body. We'll chat to her very shortly. I think we'll squeeze Christy more in before we do that. So two in five of us not checking or sort of ignoring it kind of kind of thing, saying to ourselves, oh, we'll wait and see, does that progress further in terms of, you know, different digestive symptoms? Not the best thing to be doing. And uh, the Crohn's and Colitis Ireland, they are very much highlighting the importance of noticing different things when it comes to bowel issues, digestive issues and not being too embarrassed to get things checked out. And this is all ahead of World IBD Day. It's uh, happening on May 19th and uh, we're going to be chatting to Ruth Nugent. She's from Gormanstown. She's uh, being diagnosed now with Crohn's disease about eight years. So she's going to share her experience with us. The 11 to 1 show. May 19th, that's World Inflammatory Bowel Disease Day. And although many of us are familiar with Crohn's and colitis disease, it seems two in five of us would fail to take immediate action when we notice ongoing abnormal digestive symptoms. Now, my first guest was diagnosed with Crohn's eight years ago. And although extremely tough to get used to, she's now reached a place where she feels having Crohn's disease is her strength rather than a weakness. And she refuses to let it rule her life. This May 19th, she's encouraging us to take a look at the new symptom checker released online by Crohn's and Colitis Ireland. This is all part of their campaign to reduce stigma around IBD symptoms and also raise awareness as well about the importance of people not being too shy to get checked out. I'm delighted to be joined by Ruth Nugent from Gormanstown. She's on the line with me now. How are you getting on, Ruth? 
Hi, Sinead. I'm great, thanks. How are you? Good, good, all good. Now, not an easy thing to come on live radio and discuss, Ruth. So I want to thank you, first of all, for joining us. It's all part of reducing the stigma uh, around these conditions. So thank you so much for doing this. But take me back to the start. When did you notice any changes? Uh, so it's probably in my teenage years is when I first started to kind of, uh, I suffered mo- mostly with like malabsorption issues and fatigue and B12 deficiency and stuff. So before the tummy stuff started kicking off, uh, so that was kind of my first sign that something was wrong and then eventually decided to go to a gastroenterologist to get looked at uh, looked at, and it took about two years to get a diagnosis because, um, you know, obviously they, they try to think if it's something like IBS or mm. something, first of all. Uh, so there's a couple of tests that they have to do in order to actually diagnose you with Crohn's or colitis. But then I was uh, finally diagnosed when I was 21. Uh, so it took a couple of years and um, yeah, it was a mix of different kind of symptoms and the stomach stuff actually only came in later on. So I think it's important to recognise the autoimmune side of IBD as well because both Crohn's and colitis are autoimmune diseases also. So they were what I kind of suffered with first of all. Okay, so two years, like that's such a long time. I, I, no doubt frustrating Were you pulling your hair out with regards to all of this. Yeah, well, I was in college at the time, studying for my degree, and uh, obviously stress turned out to be quite a, it's a very prominent trigger for people with Crohn's and colitis, mm. and I knew something wasn't right, and I think because my symptoms initially didn't look like the typical kind of like what you'd Google as the t- top five symptoms of Crohn's, mm. I, even my gastroenterologist at the time was just like, oh, I just don't think it is and everything, so it was a frustrating time, especially two years of kind of suffering from different symptoms, but uh, once I got the diagnosis then, it was almost like, Obviously, it was a bit daunting, well, very daunting, but it was mostly a breath of fresh air, you know, because you actually know how you can kind of treat it and what you can do and everything, you know. Yeah, and like, that's exactly it. When you Google the the symptoms, I mean, it's things like diarrhea. There's things, though, in there like fatigue that I didn't realise. Mm. Um, it can affect the mouth as well. A lot of uh, yeah. people experience yeah. different things there. Like, I, I would, I'd be... Like kind of relate to your root in a sense, and I know nothing as as severe as yourself. But in terms of the autoimmune condition, I have celiac disease, and like that, it didn't oh, present. Definitely know then. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> present the same uh, as yourself. I I would have had a rash and things like that, and not yeah. the not the running to the toilet kind of thing or any of that, or the or the I I don't I wouldn't get the cramping too much. But like there there's lots of different sort of hidden symptoms in there, like you yeah, say. It affects you a lot. Like so, there's I did suffer with years of kind. Of like as you said, like I had mouth ulcers, I get nose nose ulcers. I had um, a skin condition that they diagnosed me when when I was only twelve, but it actually is linked to Crohn's, and I only found that out way later in time. Um, I also have I have alopecia unfortunately at the moment like it affects your hair follicles okay. too, like and uh, it can affect your liver, your eyes, your uh, kidneys as well. So it's like eyes, skin, liver, kidneys, and um, what am I forgetting? Hair. They're mm-hmm. the five things, the autoimmune side of things. Like so, I actually suffer with more of them than the stomach stuff, and the stomach stuff kind of kicked in later on. Like so, I totally understand you with it. I think the I feel like the autoimmune side of it gets kind of overlooked because people yeah. think it's like a. Just having an upset stomach the whole time, but there's a lot more too, unfortunately. And and the alopecia side of things, how are you coping with that, Ruth? Because that has to be very uh, challenging. Yeah, to say the so least. actually, it first happened to me. Now I'm lucky; it's at the back of my head. So when okay. my hair is up, you can see it. But when my hair is down, I can hide it. Um, and it happened to me two years ago. I was very upset initially. And look, it started to grow back after a couple of treatments and stuff um, within four months. But the one that came back there before Christmas now, it's been five to six months and still nothing. So nice. I actually the doctor's appointment later on to go to a dermatologist and look, I'll figure it out. It's just one of those things like 
I still consider myself to be very, very lucky. There's a lot of people in worse conditions, you know. It, it can affect your confidence in some ways, but then you just have to get over it, to be honest. Well, do you know, I love your attitude with regards to this. And as I mentioned there in the introduction, you do very much see this as, as a strength, not a weakness. Absolutely. To be honest, like, I think I did wrap myself in cotton wool the first few years. Mm. I was just like, you know, there's no cure for it. Um, there is treatment. I was trying to find the right treatment over the last couple of years that worked for me. And I just felt very much so like, well, look, it, it, it hinders my life, but I don't want to completely see it that way. And I just, I don't know what it was. After about three or four years of the diagnosis, I was like, I need to start living my life more than ever. Like, and there was all these things that I'd been too scared to do that I was like, no, do you know, why am I even holding myself back? If anyone can do it, I can do it. This isn't going to stop me. And unfortunately now it's a problem where I can't slow down <laughs> too much. So, <laughs> And that's part of it too. You do need to look after yourself. And we should yeah. actually highlight some of the things that you do because you are a massive motorsport fan. And in fact, you compete and you even built a race car. Yes, yes. And my dad is uh, definitely the one to play. But <laughs> anyway, uh, he's a big motorsport enthusiast and got me involved in uh, marshalling from the age of 12 onwards. And then about four years ago, I just said that part of obviously just Crohn's fueling me. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do, I'm going to save up. And I thought I'd only do it for a year. Mm. And here we are, four, nearly five years later, still going. <laughs> and during the lockdown, we built um, a 400 euro little Mini Cooper. Amazing. And I was even racing it there over the weekend and it's running brilliant. And we had the best time. So it's, it's, it was worth it all. What a lovely bonding thing to do with your dad, particularly during COVID, where, you yeah. know, you have something, a nice activity to do. But but bring me back then to sort of day to day, because, you know, you mentioned there before this, you know, you sort of were wrapping yourself in, in, in cotton wool. Had you avoided social settings, things like that with regards to the, did it affect you that way? Yeah, so I developed a fair bit of anxiety from it, to be yeah. honest. And there was obviously like, especially I was diagnosed in my final year of college and then I had to go oh, into the, like full working world and stuff. And there's a lot of stresses that naturally come that just stress just seemed to completely just kick it off. So I had to learn a lot of like managing stress and you do kind of feel like retreating, you know, like just kind of wrapping yourself and keep yourself away. And it did, like, I mean, I had friends that understood, I had friends that didn't, and I, I learned very quickly who to rely on and who, who I couldn't. And I learned how to find the strength in myself. I learned how to listen to my body more than anything else and decide whether I should go out and do something or whether it was safe to sit at home. But I, 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 I did have to kind of kick it up a notch, though, because I felt like, look, I was slowing down too much. I was... Yeah not kind of living my life as much and as I said now I'm trying to do the opposite I need to find the middle ground but I'm, I'm much happier now in the last couple of years than I was at the beginning because I just think you eventually just come around to the fact that look you have this for the rest of your life you can't sit there miserable you have to just find your way of getting on with it and you do have bad days you do have days where you sit there and you have a cry and think why do I have this for the rest of my life but you just get over it again you know life's for the living and you know, you have to just keep going. I think that's the only way I can see it or else I'd be miserable the whole time. Yeah, it's a great message that we can all take on board. Absolutely. But when you see things like, you know, Crohn's and Colitis Ireland, they've released these figures, you know, two and five of us that are, you know, maybe noticing, you know, strange digestive issues and we're choosing to kind of wait and see what happens as opposed to going straight to the doctor. What is your reaction to this and what would you say to people who are doing this? Well, I'm not surprised because, like, look, as as campaign is called Poo Taboo, like, I mean, it's 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 just typical that we wouldn't all feel comfortable talking mm. about kind of our bowel habits or any sort of stomach issues. And I do think sometimes it's a very Irish thing as well. It's like, oh, sure, don't talk about that because you can't be seen as talking about that as well. Yeah, and it needs to be broken, and I think it is slowly getting there. But there's like people are scared to talk about it. You know, they're embarrassed, and 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 a lot of people I've met people through the through the society who 
have ended up in A&E and needing the likes of a colostomy bag immediately because okay. they suffer for so long when really we need to be breaking that because it can be treated, it can be prevented as much as possible through different treatments. So the sooner that you recognise these symptoms, the better. And that's why I think that the, the symptom checker on the Crohn's Colitis.ie um, website is fantastic because you can actually put them in and it will print you off a PDF that you can bring to your GP and say, look, I don't know if I have Crohn's colitis, but like I have these symptoms and I'd like to maybe explore this. And I think that that's, it's the start of a bigger thing that needs to be happening now because um, it's scary the amount of people that I talk to that have different kind of stomach stuff that are going, oh, you're actually making me think now, should I go and get checked out? And I'm like, absolutely. What have you got to lose? You know what I mean? To put your mind at ease. That's exactly it. Put your mind at ease completely and it could be something very minor or if it is uh, something like this, it can be, there is treatment. Now we mentioned, okay. okay, there's no cure, but like you said, that you have tried a lot of treatments, a lot of stuff is helping. Yeah, absolutely. Like I am at, currently on a, a biologic treatment that mm-hmm. I get infusions every seven weeks. So my next one's actually this Thursday. So I'll go into the hospital and you sit in there for three hours, I just work from there, bring my laptop and work from there. Or some people take a half day to read their book and I'll be good for seven weeks. I call it my rocket fuel because it literally just sends me flying again. And I'm like, it took me a while to find one that works for me. But now that I have it, it was worth the wait, you know. And yeah. a lot of people, I think, think you see the doom and the gloom when you're initially diagnosed and um Oh, there is treatment for these things. There may not be a cure, but look, it's just like many other different illnesses or anything. Like, And it's just all about perspective, I think, at the end of the day. And I think a lot of people are scared to go because they would be scared of the answer. And, mm. and I felt the same. Now, the only reason why I definitely pushed forward for a gastroenterologist was because my granddad is a GP and my mom was a medical secretary. Okay. And they were not going to let me bury my head in the sand. So I was lucky in that sense. But that's why I'm hoping that the likes of this campaign is kind of making people talk about it, making people listen about it. And it'll just mean then that they might think, right, well, I might check out the website or I might just go to my GP and have a chat. And that's the start of it. But not to be scared because there's so, so many things that people can do. And and medicine is constantly growing and changing every single day. So it's only up from here, basically. And you're best to just treat it before it actually gets to you too bad, you know? Great advice, Ruth. It really is. It's been lovely chatting to you. I think we could all take a lot of what you're saying on board just generally in life, Ruth. You're you're fantastic. You're such a positive person. You really are. Uh, Also, just to mention as well that Crohn's Colitis Ireland, they have supported you through the diagnosis. They've been extremely helpful. People should check the website. Is that the best place or...? Yeah, absolutely. So it's www.cronescolitis.ie and then there's the symptom checkers on there. So it's the same website link, but with forward slash symptom checker if you want to have a look. You can catch them on Facebook and Instagram as well and they have plenty of information. And I, I went to them within two months of being diagnosed and they were fantastic uh, support. So I couldn't recommend them more. Just loads of information on the website. Fantastic. Well, Ruth, I w- thank you so much for joining us and sharing your experience and wishing you uh, every health uh, and happiness going forward. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks a million and same to you with sharing yours. I hope you're doing well as well. Thank you so much, Ruth Nugent there. What a wonderful outlook she has on life. If you want more information, Crohn'sColitis.ie forward slash symptom checker. That should be the first thing that you should do right now if you're experiencing any unusual changes uh, like that in terms of digestive issues. Pop them into the symptom checker, see what comes back and then head off to the doctor and have that very vital first chat. Crohn'sColitis.ie forward slash symptom checker. The 11 to 1 show. Music from Dusty Springfield on the way, but first it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update. 
with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 77 Going back to 1945 on this day, World War II ends in Europe after Germany signs an unconditional surrender. And today... I don't know if it's warm enough for this. It's no socks day. Let the feet fly free. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Little something happened over the weekend across the pond. Well, we have a new king officially, King Charles. But what did I notice about the coronation? So many abbreviations on Twitter with regards to this. Now, there's some abbreviations that I'll use in a text, like, you know, TBH, to be honest, you know, that sort of stuff. Just to shorten it in a text. In real life, I don't think I'm going TBH or TBF or whatever that, you know, abbreviations. Are we gone overboard with regards to this? Absolutely, if it comes to the king's coronation. Um, so we've had things like um, Cory Bob's. Corrie Nash, Chazzle Dazzle, I'm kind of on board with Chazzle Dazzle though, uh, King's Corrie as well. These are all things that popped up on Twitter for people abbreviating or trying to come up with an abbreviation for the King's coronation. And uh, yeah, one TikToker gave his top three in a video. He says that uh, he's gathering inspiration from the late Queen's uh, Bla- Platinum Jubilee, which by the way was Platy Jubes. Platy Jubes was Platinum Jubilee. Joe Foster said, if you're struggling for ways to abbreviate the King's coronation as we do as Brits, look no further. I've got them for you. So Kari Bobs, so pronounced Kari Bobs. Foster says it's a spin on the classic Holly Bobs, but I think... In Ireland, do we not say Holly Bops in Ireland? I don't know. Carrie Nash or Nash, is it? Nash, sorry, Carrie Nash. Uh, as in the beginning of the word nation kind of rolls off the tongue there, you know. So Carrie Nash, it's the Carrie Nash that's happening. Uh, Chazzle Dazzle uh, is the other one. What time does the Chazzle Dazzle start at? I kind of like that one. I kind of like that. Uh, but yeah, I look at... You know, there's lots of all these abbreviations. I know when it comes to the to the coronation of the king and I'm kind of like, yeah, OK, it's happening. I'm not really, I don't really care. You know, that sort of way. But what did get grab my attention or my attention was all the abbreviations. Are we living in a world where we only speak an abbreviation? I want to know. 0861800658. Going to take a break for news. And after that, turn to me. Mental Health Charity have a brilliant new support for Leaving Cert students. The 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M. Lots of glitz and glamour in Dublin last night as the stars came out for the IFTAs. All of the action on the way. First, here's Elton John. Elton John, do a leap back, cold, cold heart, and LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Oh, it was all glitz and glam last night in Dublin. The Banshees of Inishirin, uh and TV si- si- series Bad Sisters, uh, and a, f- a film as well that I haven't seen yet. It focuses on immigration. Uh, Aisha ha- was the main sort of big winners um, at the Irish Film Television and uh, Irish Film and Television Awards, even. So. Banshee Navin in a Sheeran won Best Film Bad Sisters won Best Drama well deserved in both counts with regards to that and uh, Brendan Gleeson was honoured with the supporting actor as well uh, he received obviously the Oscar nomination earlier this year but won uh, the um, supporting actor as well also Kerry Condon she got a supporting actress uh, for her role as well and we did see Paul Meskel 
win lead actor for his Oscar nominated performance in After Sun as well. And Sharon Horgan, who we all know from Belly's Town, she has said Bad Sisters Series 2 is written. They're going to be filming it kind of September, summertime, around that sort of time. But then we do have to wait, unfortunately. We do have to wait until next year for it to be released. But um, yeah, she said it's going to be an absolutely cracking series and that is fantastic. And Dervila Walsh, by the way, won the Best Director Award for that as well. Uh, the highlights from the IFTAs will be on tonight on RTE2 from 9.35 if you want to check it out. Let's see what else is happening in the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Hannah Waddingham has been talking about fans wanting Rebecca and Ted to become a couple in Ted Lasso. Here's what she said. I feel like I never saw the kind of slightly more generic pedestrian side of like, oh, they're just going to end up together. I've just found it funny in this whole kind of Ted Becker thing that people do. I, I, I feel like sometimes people need to have that to cling on to what people think is the norm. Maybe it makes them feel safe or I don't know. But, but yeah, I never, I never really saw it myself. There's rumours that Tom Holland and Zendaya are engaged. The Spider-Man and MJ stars have been dating for years but keep their private life private. A photo over the weekend has fans wondering, though, if they've taken the next step in their relationship. Brendan Gleeson says he always knew the Banshees would do well because of Martin McDonough. Brendan was speaking at the IFTAs last night in Dublin. Well, the whole thing was if the quality of what we produced would be up to it. Martin is a world-class artist and um, whether it would be universal and travel or not was always open to question um, so there was a level of knowing that every scene we did was very was kind of very particularly brilliant to be working on but whether that translates into something that people can identify with or that they can get involved with is different so there was a little bit of both it was a little bit I wouldn't have been surprised if it hadn't travelled so it's been pretty remarkable. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Thank you so much to Crossy. He's a busy man. I saw on his Instagram last night he was looking dapper on the red carpet reporting for RTE. I mean, the man is just flying it. He really is. So more celebrity goss on uh, the drive later on with Eddie Caffrey. But if you need that fix right now, LMFM.ie. There's Brian Adams Heaven on LMFM's 11 to 1. It's about roughly a month to go now till the leaving cert and no doubt the pressure and the stress is really ramping up for students. I remember it myself this time. It was just like, oh my God, is it ever going to be over? What if I forget everything? What if I fail? All these different things going through your head. Well, Fiona O'Malley, CEO of Turn To Me, so the number two uh, mental health charity, she has a brilliant resource that's going to be brilliant not just for students but also for parents in the run-up to the Leaving Cert. We're going to chat to Fiona next. The 11 to 1 show. We all know how stressful the exams can be for Leaving Cert students and with just around a month to go before the first exam gets underway, it's vital that we as parents, educators, friends and family members ensure students' mental health becomes a priority. Turn to me, a national mental health charity are beginning free online support groups starting this week and running right up until the end of June. Joining me now to tell us more is CEO of Turn to Me, Fiona O'Malley. She's on the line. Welcome back, Fiona. 
Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Great to have you. Now, so often the focus is on cramming, studying, you know, messages around getting the top marks. Your whole future rests on this. You know, it's all piled on to leaving cert students as the date gets closer. But is anybody asking how the students are feeling? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's that's a great question. And that's um, a huge, I suppose, um, uh, issue that uh, keeps keeps coming back in our in our feedback um, from from students and also from parents as well. Students will kind of say to us they they feel like no one fully understands them or understands what they're going through apart from their peers. Um, their parents don't seem to understand uh, what what they're going through according to them. And then also feedback we get from parents is I don't know how to support my child when they're. Um, preparing for the leaving cert, they find it difficult to strike the balance between encouraging them and kind of um, structuring their their study regime and also not overpowering them or putting too much pressure on them to the point of, of, of I suppose, breaking breaking point. So it's a tricky one for um, for students and it's also a tricky one for, for parents, which is why we are this year rolling out two different support groups. So we're rolling out one support group uh, for students and that will run every Wednesday at 6 p.m. from now until the end of, of at the end of the leaving cert, and we're also rolling out a support group for parents, um, which will roll out uh, Thursdays at 6 p.m. until the end of of the leaving cert, and they'll deal with issues like um, managing stress levels, um, reducing anxiety levels, and then uh, I suppose how, how to manage their their mental health mm. when they're going through the leaving search. All fantastic uh, points and all fantastic resources with regards to this. You know, like my, my own daughter is is in uh, fifth year at the moment. So, you know, <laughs> I'm already dreading it, Fiona, for next year. But the pressure already on her is nearly too much. And I think there's even more of a panic now as well in schools because of, you know, missed classes and, and missed time during COVID. So we're still not out of that yet. Yeah, there's definitely still like a hangover or an aftermath of COVID and it's left some people kind of feeling like they're running around like headless chickens. They're not quite sure where to where to go in terms to in terms of structuring themselves and kind of going back to the new normal um with when it comes to study. Uh but but there are a couple of things that we would encourage people to do to mm-hmm. reduce those levels of anxiety and those uh the potential of anything like panic attacks or, or or too much stress. So the first thing we would recommend would be to create a study timetable and stick to it. Um, we'd also recommend taking regular breaks. There's countless studies that show the impact of um, study uh, on, on the brain when you take regular breaks, yeah. uh, a five-minute break every every hour, or even just walking around the room or getting out to the garden for a couple of minutes, then going back to study, compared to when you plough ahead with three or four or five-hour study straight. That does no good, and the retention is, is really quite poor at that level. Um, so take regular breaks, write revision notes as well. There's a great app as well um, that I used when I was in uh, law school, and it's called Brainscape. It's oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a free online app and it's essentially uh, learning flashcards. I found it really, really useful and I'm not naturally academic and I really put passing my law exams down to that app. Um, We would also recommend staying hydrated and eating healthy foods. If you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed or anxious or like your, your, your chest is tightening a bit, 
practice deep breathing. Oh, um, so useful. Deep breathing has literally been a lifesaver for me. It does, like, because stre- so often stress can kind of come out of nowhere and you're kind of going, what is all this? What's that tightness? And that tightness in the chest can be very, very panic inducing even further for people. So this idea of just slowing it all down, it's it, it's really, really valuable. And again, there's great apps out there. The Calm app is fantastic as well for like mindfulness and meditations and that kind of thing. Yeah, it absolutely is. And uh, it's amazing seeing even not only the reduction in stress levels, but mm. how much more pro- uh, productive you are after yes. doing some deep breathing for like even a minute or two. It's, it's, um, I just find it, it just, it's baffling. Um, and we would also encourage people to go for a jog or mm-hmm. a walk in the morning to breathe in that uh, fresh that fresh um, clean air and wake the brain up a little bit and um, do some yoga or stretching in the evenings to improve sleep quality because sleep quality is really really vital and uh, when you're preparing for, for this marathon and it is a marathon of exams um, and if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed about the leaving search whether you're a parent or you're a student please um, sign up for those free online support groups um, that, that we do they're safe space they're anonymous and they're peer-led as well so you're not going to be alone there's going to be the other people in that support group who have the exact same fears and the exact same emotions and anxieties that you have so you're you're amongst like-minded people when, when you um, sign up for those and most importantly those support groups will be led by a mental health professional who will give you tips on how to manage those anxiety levels and those stress levels. Oh that's fantastic and I think it's brilliant that you've included the parents group as well because so often like you said there earlier on we're looking at them losing the head, flying off the handle, pour, pulling their hair out, getting too stressed, cramming for study, getting up and, and, and you know, or staying up late to do all that. And we're just going, I actually don't know what I'm doing. I'm overwhelmed completely. I don't know how to help them. So it's great that there's a parents, uh, separate parents group as well to guide us through <laughs> this yeah. momentous life, uh, life kind of occasion for, for the kids. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's such a particular um type of of set of exams like yeah. I've been doing you know courses the past couple of years and there's nothing really quite like the leaving search um, just even the thought of it brings me anxiety <laughs> or like it makes my skin crawl um, and this is coming from someone who did law exams so you yeah, know <laughs> yeah. but it's it's funny because um, you know it, it is it's great training in terms of mm. resilience like everyone yes. does leave and search and everyone comes out at the other end and you know it's, it's not um, the end of the day if you don't get exactly what you want to do but if you have these um, mechanisms in place where you can reduce those anxiety levels reduce those stress levels um, and focus on on the next the next round whether it's whatever exam is coming up next or you're preparing for what's coming next week um, and it's great training in terms of resilience resilience yeah. training um, because you know it's, it is a tough um, couple of exams and uh, it's, it's a it's a tricky couple of years really yeah. um, and add in hormones and yes. pressures and everything my god it's, it's certainly a very confusing time for a lot of people um, but you know you're well able for it as oh, you will. to any teenagers and you'll definitely get through it. Oh, you definitely will and also the added pressure of social media added into the mix thanks be to God that wasn't there when I was uh, at that stage in life but you know the other thing as well we were talking about you know how taking breaks uh, improves performance but things like you know there's so much that goes on in our minds that affects our external lives as well so you know messages like what if I fail I'm hopeless at this I'll never do all of that negative self-talk actually
actually there's been scientific study done into this it actually impacts on how people perform so you know uh, athletes used to do it there was things like where they spoke only positive to, to themselves or they ran the race in their minds and they could see themselves winning uh, versus the others that didn't and how the difference like even muscles fired uh, when they were you know running the race literally in their head so this idea of negative self-talk you know this is a, a, a good thing to bring up as well particularly in these support groups to try and kind of curb that as much as possible yeah those I don't know where those voices come from in our our lives Uh, they come from maybe somewhere even our childhood I'm not sure yes Um, but they're they're awful and they pop up every so often so just trying to silence that negative self-talk is um, really really important and as you say that that positive self-talk is so important and it's funny that you should say that because there's someone who I know who's, who's, who's now a professor actually and they didn't think that they would amount to anything when wow. they, they, they were younger and they were talking I was talking to him the other day and uh, he was saying when he was preparing for the leaving cert and he would look at himself in the mirror every single morning and he'd say I will pass this I will pass oh I love and that he's a professor I and, love that you know at the, at the time it was the biggest hurdle in his life and of course it was sure like it is for it is for most people at that time but once you get through it look nothing will stop you you're on to the next you've done the training this is the first test um, in, in the We'll, as we'll say the lifelong test of resilience and it's the first hurdle and once you get over it there's nothing stopping you. Oh I love that. You can use that in all aspects of your life. <laughs> that lovely <laughs> mantra. And you know yeah. I, this, you might feel a bit ridiculous by the way doing this in the mirror yeah. initially but over time you sort of do it every day like an affirmation. You could also put it a step further. Now this is bizarre but just go with this Fiona right. I came across <laughs> this in a book. When you do these affirmations in the mirror and literally high five yourself in the mirror Mel Robbins, the brilliant Mel Robbins came up with this where you high five yourself and it's like you do feel like a twit initially but I'm telling you after time you could go out into your day and sort of feel ready to take on anything and if it's improving up here it's only going to make things you know go well for you in the long run. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what harm? What harm, you know, exactly. <laughs> Nobody's looking at you, it's grand. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And if someone sees just like a, I don't know, um, the outline of your, your palm on, <laughs> on the mirror in the bathroom, just to say, oh, I was just brushing my teeth and I was just, I was flossing and I was just making sure I was getting in there. Just <laughs> if you feel embarrassed about it. But sure, as I say, you know, it's only, it's only good things that can come from it. And, it's only good um, things. You will, it'll, it'll make you laugh. Prophesying prophecies. Yes, yes. You know, if you kind of say, oh, I'm not going to pass this, I'm not going to that, That's nonsense, don't yeah. No one needs that, that talk. So just, yeah, train yourself to um, get into that routine and say, I can do it, I can do it. Um, just think, think of my friend, he's now a professor. Yes. And he, every, every morning, like, <laughs> would look, look in the mirror and say, I will pass. He said, I will pass. And of course he did. She smashed it. And she, uh, and, 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 uh, incorporate that as part of the study. I'd even put it in the timetable, yeah. my little affirmations, because it's going to be so important. It's going to enforce all of that positivity that you've been doing with the study and everything else Fiona I think what you are doing with Turn To Me is just fantastic work and now these support groups I mean I'm not surprised that you've now turned your attention to leaving cert students and making sure they have the support that they need thank you so much for joining me and sharing that wonderful story as well thanks so much for having me I really appreciate it no problem at all so the Turn To Me Leaving Cert Students support group they're going to run on Wednesdays at 6 and also the parents support group will run on Thursdays at 6 to find out more information and to sign up you head over to Turn To Me so the number 2 me.ie oh, L-M-F-M.
the 11 to 1 show. Snow Patrol, just say yes, just say yes to a 200 euro one for all voucher. I've teamed up with Bus Erin all this week and did you know that as part of the TFI network, Bus Erin are providing more frequent services, more on their 101 and 101X routes that run daily from Drogheda via Balbriggan to Dublin Airport and Dublin City Centre. And to celebrate this, you have the chance to win a 200 euro one for all voucher every day this week on the show. All you have to do is tell me where we are travelling to in the 101X today. Here is my clue. Now, we're not on the bus too long. We've left Drogheda. We're heading towards Balbriggan. We're sort of halfway between Drogheda and Balbriggan, but there seems to be a lot of soldiers around here. It's a base camp. The soldiers are training. I missed the sign on the way in, but it begins with a G. Very easy. Lots of people getting it on 086 1800 658. Do keep them coming in. And don't forget, if you're travelling regularly between Drogheda and Dublin, then the 101 or 101X, these services could be for you. Buserin.ie is where you'll find all of the information. So where am I stopping off today? Sort of halfway between Drogheda and Balbriggan. A lot of soldiers around this area. Looks like a base camp of some sort. Missed the sign, but it begins with a G. 086 658 LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes Visit localheroes.ie James Young Interiors are looking for an experienced qualified upholsterer They're located just five minutes from Swords just off the OR132 To apply please email info at jamesinteriors.ie Progressive Genetics are looking to recruit manual milk recorders in Louth and Meath. To apply, please email your CV to jobs at progressivegenetics.ie. You can also give Louise a call. She's on 87 IFM Limited Mullins Crossed and Lear require a full-time Arctic driver. You must have a valid, clean driver's licence and CE licence. To apply, please email careers at ifm.ie. Mac Can and Byrne require a wood machinist for a modern timber mill in Meath. Please email your CV to info at McCann and Byrne. So it's M-A-C-C-A-N-N and Byrne.ie. Lakeila Mentoring requires volunteer mentors across the Meath and Drogheda area. To apply, contact Maxine, Maxine at Lakeila.ie. KTF Housing Limited require a full-time combi lift driver based in Dundalk. You can contact them, careers at ktf.ie. And the Green Schools programme requires travel officers to work with schools in the Lave area. Please email hr at eeuontoshka.org or you can visit greenschoolsireland.org. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search Dido, thank you and LMFM's 11 to 1 was just I googled her there going where has Dido gone to? You know, she took a huge break away from the stage but apparently she did have a comeback in 2019 so there you go you might see her on the stage sometime soon I don't know Uh, Now abbreviations TMI OMG all of that coming your way after these the 11 to 1 show. Ordering here for you. 
TMIOMG abbreviations. Is this, you know, becoming too much part of everyday life? I know that we see them all the time in our WhatsApp messages. That's grand because we're just shortening down what we want to say or whatever. But I don't know. I heard this now over the weekend. Cosy lives. Cosy lives, right? That's an abbreviation for the cost of living. Ah, oh, the cosy lives. It's got us, you know. I mean... What's going on? What is going on with all of these different ways to say things? It's just mental and particularly social media. People love an abbreviation on social media. OMG, I love a good abbreviation, says one message 0861800658. As a teacher, oh yeah, this is interesting. As a teacher, I see kids putting all of these abbreviations that we normally use in our text speak in essays. It's an instant fail. Right, okay, because I'm going OMG or TMI or whatever it is in the essay. Right, I heard someone saying this the other day and cringed, relate. Oh, is that like related? No, relate. Oh, is it to do with your like relationship or your relation to somebody? Is that what that is? I'm not very down with the abbreviations on this. Um, Yeah, like, you know, when someone's chatting to you and then all of a sudden they slip one of these things in, as they're mid flow of a conversation and you're just going, what? <laughs> I get very confused. Now, I do use them, like I say, in the sort of texts and stuff, but I don't think I've ever used it in real life. I, I you know, OMG is my favourite one, though. I do like OMG. TMI, I don't know. But these are all doing the rounds because of the King's coronation over the weekend. So people, particularly in Britain, they seem to love an abbreviation. So they were kind of trying to abbreviate the coronation. So they had Chazzle Dazzle, the Corinache, the Corinache, uh, King's Corrie was another one as well. Curry Bobs was another one. Um, so it's got me thinking about abbreviations. But um, Cosy Lives... I don't know. I think I'll draw the line now at these. But uh, there you go. The English teacher, by the way, kids. The English teacher is saying, if you're putting abbreviations in the essay, forget about it. It's an F. There's the foundations. Build me up, buttercup. I'm hoping this is going to build you up and put you in a good humour now today because... Fusserin, with thanks to them and their frequent services now added on the 101 and 101X routes running daily from Drogheda via Balbriggan to Dublin Airport and Dublin City Centre. We have a €200 one-for-all voucher to give away. Where was the bus stopped today? It was, of course, in Gormanstown. Congratulations to Noelle Hanna. You were in Nobber, County Mead. You are our winner for today. And fair play to everybody who entered... It's a load of entries today. Uh, but Noelle Hannah getting that one. And don't worry, tomorrow I'll have another chance for you to win right here on 11 to 1. Westlife Fool again, finishing out our show for today. Thank you so much to all the guests and for your company. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat to you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 show. Yeah. <laughs>